We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Empire. Triple Play Fantasy's football show with D. Mindy, Brass Adamus, Doc, and Johnny Foosball starts now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. We are now a proud member of Empire Media and the Empire Media Podcast Network. D-Mendy here, joined as always by Johnny Foosball, John Van Etten. John, do you think you'll ever make the tequila wall of fame at Blue Agave? No, I don't think I will. Um, I just want to make the big burrito hall of fame. I think what is like four pound burrito. We'll do it for your next fantasy football foodies. Um, it'll be terrible sound quality. Just be a loud live bar. It can't get much better than that. We also of course are joined by a man who has one career home run to his name, but it was a powerful home run. It is the doc Eric Mendelson. What's going on? You know, I'm five, five, one thirty. If I can crank out one Homer in my career, that's one more than I thought I'd ever get. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, again, the small guy, they're not expecting it. They're playing in, hit it over their heads and you're in business here. And then rounding out, of course, the normal crew is a gentleman that I can't quite recognize because all his hair is gone. And it's the Brad Stradamus, Brad Kilgore. What's going on? What, where's all that hair? Where'd it go? The end of an era, man. The pandemic hair is no more, but it only makes me more handsome. You are handsome, Brad. I can't disagree with you. I mean, uh, so I you're bringing you some even more handsomeness to the pod than normal. I like it. But, uh, fellas, pale in comparison to who is joining the pod tonight, we welcome in a woman who remains a lady in the streets, but she be cocky in those tweets. A New Orleans Saint sister, a Russell Wilson wife, and Cole Komet committed. She's the creator of the Petite Pods, where she cuts off the best of the best in the industry. She's also the creator of Weenus Together, where you play fantasy football and give back to charity and you touch elbows. Fellas, it's the creator of the saying, talk to the hand. We welcome in Cooter Doodle. What's going on? That was like the most professional intro I've ever gotten. That was nice. <laughs> hey, you deserve it. You're doing awesome things. You're, you, I, I honestly mean this. There's not many people that can make me laugh. And you are one of them with some of the insane funny stuff that you come up with on Twitter. Uh, one well, of the best followers out there. You are so creative. I just, that needs to be said. 
I guess. Uh, I'm just out here having a good time. I'm glad people like it, but I have to ask, you know, what's what's the origin of the Cooter Doodle Twitter handle? Um, so I had a cat named Snickerdoodle when I was a little girl, and I was thinking of an Xbox name like in two thousand God, two thousand eight maybe. And I don't know. I think maybe Forgetting Sarah Marshall came out and she said Cooter uh, and I thought that was classic. funny. Yeah. So it's it's an old name. Yeah, yeah I, we got to do that one for our movie review. Yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it's very unique. And I think I first remember seeing you when this popped up on Twitter not too long ago. Viral thing that happened, I guess. But it was uh, I was frustrated with Jonathan Taylor at the time. And I just want to say thanks to me right after that tweet, he did start doing better. So I think, you know, definitely correlated. <laughs> I think it was me because I just muted mine and it cut off. I think so. it was I think it was Johnny. <laughs> Either way, uh, it's a mystery. Uh, so. Yeah, my my headphones. They'll if anybody wants to get in the comments and do some IT, my Soundcore Spirit headphones will not stay connected. They will connect <laughs> for a half second. That's a that's an anti advertisement. I'll <laughs> allow it. There you go. Well. That was a, a awesome tweet, and it was, uh, again, I think one of the first tweets that kind of brought you to a lot of people's Twitter accounts was that one. But uh, so, again, being the personality that you are, where do you come up with the inspiration from this stuff? You also have that funny series that you where you do things that make everybody cringe, which are just absolutely hilarious. Where did that all yeah. come from? I mean, I've said this before. It really just, it's like in the moment, if I think something's funny and it makes me giggle, I'm like, I don't know, I'll put it out there. <laughs> and then sometimes people like it. So I just, I kept up the triggering thing because people I didn't expect, I thought I was going to be like a 50-50 with the milk thing. Like some people would be, you know, milk firsters and we'd have like a 50-50 balance, but people were so triggered that I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this again. That was fun because <laughs> I like a little bit of chaos, you know? <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's, it's fantastic. Uh and again, the funny stuff that you're tweeting out, but you're also uh, the weenus together. That was you that started that, right? You were the uh, the creator of that? Yeah, something had gone down. Again, everything, I just, I don't know, in the moment, there was something, I don't know if it was a man, woman thing. There was drama on Twitter, like usual. And I just made a post like, blah, blah, blah. We're in this together. Hashtag weenus together. And I don't know, people like that term. So I was like, well, I've been wanting to do a charity league. So kind of keeps with the silly theme. Maybe I'll do that. So but we actually have Matthew Barry, uh, Joe Bryant, and Scott Fish are all going to be a part of it somehow. So I think we're going to do like three divisions. Wow. So that, yeah, that is awesome. I, uh, I mean, I, I definitely remember when you first started reading everything about it. It's, it's awesome what you're doing and bringing awareness to the the charities that you're doing. So uh, mm -hmm. I'm guessing you're going to be tweeting out more about it as as things progress. Yeah, we have we have a lot of people that signed up and we'll just have to kind of narrow it down to the three divisions. And it's going to be weird, like super big bonuses for bad stuff. Like if a, a kick is missed, the further <laughs> the closer they are and they miss, the more points they get. Like it's going to be just oh, weird I love stuff. it. Yeah, just that is fun. chaos. Yeah, it's pure chaos, but it's for charity. So it'll be fun. That's awesome. I love that. We got a buddy Troy in the comments. What's going on, my friend? Okay. Uh, all right. Well, it is a very bad time in football right now because there's nothing going on so we got a fun episode planned for you guys in tonight's episode we have the fantasy football candy land so the landscape if it was a visual right now i would say it's like an old western with a tumbleweed blowing across <laughs> it ever so slightly uh, so we need to inject some energy into the fantasy football landscape here and we're going to make it a little bit sweet too 
So as the your drafts commence, we're basically taking some burning draft questions and we're going to compare these players we're talking about to polarizing candies that are out there. So it's going to be a stretch of a show, but it's going to be fun. Make sure you guys stay tuned for that. After we'll go to our question of the week, which NFL player or coach do you think has the nicest house? And as always, we have our game of the week revealed at the end of the show. So if you guys are ready to get another episode started, then man, we're here to do it for you. Let's do it! (laughs) Yeah. Is it over? Yeah, you all joined in and supported him. That was so nice of you to do it together. No, no, he's on his own. (laughs) <laughs> Hit the intro. very thirsty work so I, I needed that hydration break uh let's start off with just a little bit of couple news here before we jump into everything gotta start off with the julio jones saga it's reached a conclusion in rapport of nfl.com says julio jones is going to the titans in exchange for a 2022 second and a 2022 fourth or 2023 fourth excuse me the falcons are getting a or the titans are getting a falcons are getting a 2023 sixth from tennessee uh, along with all the, this package stuff going on here. So Julio Jones is going to team up with A.J. Brown to perform a potentially dynamic one-two punch at the wide receiver position. And it was actually said that Tennessee was the only team to actually make an official offer. So, Cooter, do you have high expectations for Julio in Tennessee? What do you think? Are, are you expecting um, maybe like a top 10, top 15 guy? What do you think? I I think Jones, nothing's changing personally. Like, it's all the same. He's going to have those weeks where he's injured. He's going to have the big plays. I don't see a huge change for me, but I do think he's upgrading as far as, like, team-wise, he has a chance to actually win now. Yeah, I agree. And this is a, a great scenario for him. Him and A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, they're just the big guys that nobody's going to want to tackle. Brad, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a neutral for Julio. Um it's not like he was playing for a dud of a QB that couldn't get on the ball. Like Matt Ryan and Tan Hill are probably a wash in terms of talent. So Julio's going to get his targets and his yards. Um, I think it's bad for Calvin Ridley because now he's going to get every team's number one corner and he might even get double teamed as Kyle Pitts is their only other threat now and they have no running game to fear. So I think the only winner in this trade is probably Kyle Pitts because it wouldn't shock me if he led the team in targets and TDs this year. Yeah, no, I agree. I going to be very interesting to watch where their fantasy values are um doc i'll go to you next here real quick julio do you think he's a top 15 wide receiver and aj brown are you sliding him down your rankings at all i mean i slide aj brown down a little bit julio for me is in that 10 to 15 range i think he's going to have boomer bust weeks i think that's kind of what we've expected from him whether it be injury prone whether it be uh the quarterback situation i think him and aj brown are both talented wide receiver one upside but I think kind of like the Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, where both of them don't go off. It's usually one or the other. But I do think we see regression in touchdowns because I think in the red zone, it's still Derrick Henry territory. John, give me a thumbs up. Do you like this for Julio Jones? Because you called it. 
Uh, yeah, I just I don't have to say anything in fantasy wise. I just have to say that I said he was going to Tennessee and he did. So one for Johnny. one. I'm not going to make any other predictions then. 100. percent We need to give him the bells. We need some. We need some uh, positive answer music. Give for me him. the one man cheer, David. The <laughs> one man cheer. I got you. I got you. Um, Yay! Okay. Well, let's move to the next bit of news here. And that is Aaron Rodgers not going to show up to Packers mandatory minicamp. The Packers could fine him $93,000 per day. It's very sad that he makes more than we all make per year um, in one day. But uh, they're not going to. And I think they're just trying to ultimately uh, basically try to play into negotiating with him, him here. But the Packers hold all the leverage at this point. Uh, so if the club refuses to deal Aaron Rodgers, he could miss out technically on $14.7 million salary and a $6.8 million roster bonus. So what do you think? Uh, Brow, I'll go to you first here. Do you think that he ultimately is in Green Bay? I, you know what? I, I hope he doesn't report. I want chaos. I want a full holdout until he's traded. You know, I expect him to eat whatever fines come with it, especially as their owners making statements, you know, trying to make him look like the villain. You know, saying things like they want him to be the quarterback for the future while drafting a quarterback and giving him no weapons or, or consulting him at all. So I, I honestly don't think he takes a snap for them this year. I, I see no reason for him to do that. Cooter, do you like the chaos that Brad's speaking of potentially love, with Aaron Rodgers? love the chaos. That's I mean, for me, football, what is it if it's predictable? It's boring, right? But mm-hmm. what I will say is I'm not as like familiar with the history of him and this this organization, but there's so many people that are like, Oh, he does this every year, but it's like, I don't know. He's got a new girl. I aren't there rumors. She's pregnant or something like life's good. He's having a good time. I don't know. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I know they're dating. I don't know if they're, if they're pregnant, but like, or maybe they're married. I don't know. I need to catch up, but like, I just feel like he's living life, right? Yeah. He's just having a good time. So I don't know if he's like that worried about it. Yeah. I mean, he has enough money where he doesn't need to worry about money and he's happy. I could see it. He might retire. Jeopardy hosts. There's a lot of possibilities there. The he's last 36 thing gonna... years old, too. It's not like he's young. Like, yeah. It's not like he's, he just won the MVP. He's Luke Keekly. Yeah. You go out, that's literally going out on top minus the Super Bowl. There you go. Yeah. Let's get to the last thing here. The Ravens agreed on a brand new deal with Gus Edwards. The running back is now has a fresh two-year, $10 million contract tying him to the cup for multiple seasons. He's been a big part of the Ravens' dynamic ground game, averaging at least five yards per carry in each of his first three pro seasons. If you want to actually talk about money for a second, do you combine those two years along with what he's making next year? The three-year deal, he's going to be the 13th highest paid running back in the league. So that's a that there's a stat there for you or whatever you want to call that. Uh, well, deserved. so it's not nothing. It's not nothing. It's well deserved. Uh, Eric, I'll go to you first for this one. Gus Edwards, is he a problem for J.K. Dobbins owners or is it just again? Hey, you know what? It is what we thought it was. J.K. Dobbins is a problem for Gus Edwards owners. Gus Edwards is, is the goal line back. I know J.K. Dobbins had eight red zone carries, but Gus Edwards is the north and south back, and I think. They, the Ravens don't sign running back to contract extensions unless they believe in them. So I think it's going to be more of a timeshare than we're expecting. All right, John, your mic issue's fixed. Do you want to chime in on this? No, but I can still chime in. I mean, I don't. you just can't respond, Dave. We don't want to cause an echo or anything, so be quiet over there. <laughs> but uh, I, I wouldn't be any more worried than you already would be. So they paid him. It was already going to be sort of a dual running back situation. It doesn't change it. 
It's better yeah, than last year. It's not though. like they signed someone. It's not like they signed someone new. He was still on the team. Fair enough. Yeah. Without beating a dead horse here, if you have J.K. Dobbins, you knew this was going to probably be a factor. Gus Edward remains one of the top guys you can stash on your bench. If something happens to J.K. Dobbins, you might have a top twelve running back on your team. So, with that being said. If you like what you're hearing so far, especially the stuff that Cooter's saying, make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button wherever you find your podcasts. If you want to hear more Triple Play, great news for you. We have a fantasy baseball and basketball show you can check out available anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you're enjoying the content, how about hooking the boys up with a five-star rating and review to support the show? Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Triple Play Fantasy and the website TripPlayFantasy.com. You'll see tons of articles, videos, podcasts, Tons of mini YouTube series, some mi- uh, movie minutes from the two gentlemen on the right side of the screen. Uh, I don't know what you guys are reviewing next, but maybe it sounds like Forgetting Sarah Marshall could make that list. <laughs> and uh, remember, if you're looking for a podcast that rises you up like toilet paper does right after you pee and flush, then look no further than this podcast right here, because I'm telling you, it might just change your life. And if you're watching the live version, we're not going anywhere. But if you're listening to the podcast version, we got to pay our bills. So we'll jump into the fantasy football candy land right after this quick break. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. And we're back. Fantasy football candy land. You got a, you got a beautiful mind, Dave. Toilet paper rising you up. I know. That took me. I'm like, all right, all right. Rise you <laughs> up. Yeah, okay. So now well, yeah, we I know mean, how you wipe. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it, though, right? Like, every, like, every time it's all... No, that's like, cool. That's cool. We can go forward. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we got the all joke. Right. <laughs> So fancy football candy land. And this was, I'll give this brainchild idea to doc who helped come up with this show <laughs> idea and candy is always fun to talk about, but when you compare it to fantasy football players, it's even better. So the first one we have to talk about is a very, when I talk about polarizing candy, uh, this is, might be one of the top things on there. Cooter, I know you have a special uh, thing in this, in your heart for this one. And that is the yellow starbursts. Yeah, it's uh, trash. Absolute the, trash. Wow. She comes day. out. Does anybody like yellow starbursts? Like, I do. I love all the starbursts. What, what's your least favorite one? I, the only ones that I can really discern as their own flavor are the red ones, and that's pretty much it. The Maybe definitive the ranking is orange, yellow, pink, and then cherries and last, red. What? That's wow. the, that's the reverse order. That's the reverse order. I mean, yeah. I'm. Conf- I just always thought it was universal that everyone wanted pink Starburst. Like I thought, yeah, that oh was yeah, they're pink. good. It's it's the pink pinks and the reds are red. Good. It's it's pink, red, orange, yellow, right? Thank you. You got it. You got it. Yes, that's it. Thank you. Thank no you. After pink, after pink and red, I can't taste any of the difference between the other ones. <laughs> but I, I do, I do feel you on that. I do know your feelings with the yellow Starbursts. Um, <laughs> but we used. I, I knew Cooter didn't like the yellow Starburst. So for this category. A player that everybody hates to draft. And I also put candy corn in this category for what it's worth because no one go. out there actually likes candy corn, right? That's the uh, truth. Shout out to Linda. I think Linda likes Does it. she really? Oh, really? Yes. Okay. It's very disturbing, but yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. 
All right. Well, let's start off this. All right. So, Cooter, who is your yellow starburst that you will hate to draft? Okay. This one is personal to me because I have drafted him and I do think it's not terrible to do, but I hate it every time. And it's Tom Brady. I just hate doing <laughs> it, but it's like, I mean, he's not useless, you know, but it hurts. It hurts my heart. I can see that. I mean, there's just something about him headlining your team that just feels dirty, right? Yeah, exactly. That's it. Hey, we 100% agree with you there. Brad, let's go to you. Who's your yellow starburst? For me, it's going to be Joe Mixon. Um, He's got elite talent, opportunity. You know, he's going to be in that explosive offense, we hope, this year with Burrow and Higgins and Chase. But his problem is he's always getting hurt. And he's a guy that if you're going to draft him, you're probably draft him in the first, you know, one or two rounds. So you're, you know, you're investing a, a very high draft pick in him. So if you pick a guy that high, you're hoping he doesn't get hurt because that's your biggest pick. So um, he's he's probably top of the list for me. Doc, who's your yellow starburst? So for me, it's it's Kirk Cousins. Like, does anybody draft Kirk Cousins and say, I'm happy I drafted him? It's like you have to because he's a top 10, top 12 quarterback. But like he, he had like three games with over 30 points last year. And then he had a game with 1.5. And he's rosterable, but he's inconsistent. He's overpaid, which I think everybody agrees on. And you just, he's, he's such a goober. I don't think <laughs> yeah. you take pride in saying you got Kirk Cousins. But like at the same time, you're not going to let him be a free agent because he has stud wide receivers. That's right. Bo, you should do that experiment and let us know how it comes out because I feel like it might actually be pretty legendary. <laughs> that, that'll be a viral tweet. I'll, I'll make sure we retweet it. John, do you have a yellow starburst in mind? I just, and it's it's kind of silly, I just have never liked drafting Matt Ryan because I always thought it was going to be the last year he's good. And that's just, it's not everybody's answer, but it's my answer. And then I finally think this is the year I can finally swear whoa, off. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Can I call BS on John, who drafts the Matt Ryan Julio stack every year? No, that's and I don't enjoy now. it. I don't I enjoy say, it, Eric, yeah. but I still do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's All the right, question. Let's, let's move to our next category here. I don't know many people that don't like this one, and that's the Sour Patch Kid. I mean, just look at them. Just on the screen, you just want to pull them out of the screen and eat them. So Sour Patch Kids, you know what the commercials say, right? You know the saying. They leave you sour, but then they're sweet. So who's a player that leaves you sour same. one moment and then is super sweet to you and is benefiting? Uh, you're benefiting from their production the next game. So I'll go back to Cooter, start this one. Who's that guy for you? So I have to kind of piggyback off of Doc here because I had Kirk Cousins for this one because he has those big <laughs> weeks and you love him. And then you're like, oh, but then he sucked this week or he didn't really do much. So that was my sour patch. I think that's true. Kirk Cousins is all of a sudden like a, a top 10 quarterback some weeks. And then the next week he's in the twenties. Like, I think that's, right. yeah, that's perfect. Uh, Doc, I'll go to you next. Who's your sour patch. So I'm going to continue the trend and I'm going to piggyback off Brad and I'm going to say Joe Mixon as evidenced <laughs> by last season, he had 45 points against the Jags. And then next week he gets hurt and misses the entire season and was listed as day to day for the longest time before getting put on IR. So if you played him that week, you probably won when he gave you 45 and then you're salty the rest of the season because you can't, you didn't cut him and he's on your bench. I like it. I like it. John, we won't talk while you talk. 
Who's your uh, who leaves you sour and sweet? I think we kind of need to like reinstitute this system, like even when I get my headphones fixed, because I mean, what really <laughs> does Eric and, and Doc add anyway? But I was going to say um, Will Fuller, he's just so streaky. There's so much in- injury history. I mean, there was that season where he had like 50 points in a game and then did not get past 10 for the rest of it. Yeah, and that's exactly why I figured he would come up for this. And I made sure he was on the cover with Cole Komet, uh, just as I know that uh, I feel like his name will be brought up because Cooter's on the show here. I know she's a Komet, a Kometer, or I don't know the Cole. Com- is it the Cole Komet? She's committed. Cole Komet Club is real. It's real. <laughs> she's we committed have him in a group to him, chat. David. He just—I don't know if he's ever seen it or responded, but he's in there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Brad. Why don't you finish this out for us? Who's sour and sweet? Yeah, man, I'm I'm going David Montgomery. You know, the dude was a stud. He was a dud for the first half of the season, but somehow he managed to finish RB6 over the entire year. So he really just put it on at the ends. And um, I think with Justin Fields coming in, he's adding another dimension to the offense where you don't really know how to game plan because they can do it on the ground, they can do it through the air, and then he can also run if he, if he needs to. So um, I think That's having David Montgomery, yeah, this year, he might he might do some damage. All right, let's move to a little weird category here. I know two people have this answer, so I will let them take the floor first. Brad, hopefully you're going to differentiate with this one, and Cooter, I'll be interested to hear your answer as well. Uh, We're talking about the Jawbreaker. Uh, I don't think anybody really loves Jawbreakers. I feel like it's like, oh, I'll have one, but no one's one's dying to have a Jawbreaker. But for this category, it's a player that you draft that you think could be suspended for breaking someone's jaw on the field. So, <laughs> so John, you know what? Why don't you lead this one? Doc can finish out what you're going to say while you trash the guy I know you're going to say. And then Cooter and Brad can add theirs yeah. after. So I ahead, mean, the, the easy and obvious answer is Tyreek Hill because he's had a couple of instances. But <laughs> I thought that's kind of a roadblock because he really only punches down, not people stronger than him or tougher than him like they might be in the NFL. So while it was an obvious answer, I'm not really sure it's correct. Uh, that, that's a good point. You're throwing in some uh, some stuff to your answer here, but I, I agree with you. Um, I would pick somebody else, but I'll like, go ahead, Doc. Go ahead and pile on and add it. Who's your guy? I was just, just going to say, he's the Tyreek Hill is that short, aggressive wide receiver. He's this... This generation, Steve Smith, and Steve Smith broke his teammate's jaw at training camp. So I can oh, see yeah. Tyreek Hill doing the same thing. Who was the guy that punched Dallas Goddard? I forget. It was just a random guy at a South Dakota bar. Oh. Yeah. What's he doing <laughs> in South Dakota? Oh, that's right. Uh, I probably- forgot it was the bar thing. Our buddy Jordan checking in. What's going on, Jordan? You're, uh, you know, you're always part of this group here, even if you're not exactly on the show. Um, Cooter, let's go to you next. Who is the person you think would be doing All this? Right. So I wasn't really even sure how to interpret this. I know it's not Logan Paul. I was trying to think, and I'm like, the person that when I see them, I'm like, that's a scary looking dude. But I don't know if he really would. But Darren Waller, he's just like, I feel like he could easily just like, boom, just crack a jaw, not even trying, right? He is a big dude. I can see it. Like, I know he's not like violent out in the streets, but I just feel like, I don't know. He looks like a strong dude. He's tatted. You don't mess with tatted people. Yeah, there you He's go. Committed, man. Brad, I'm going Trevor Lawrence. You know he's going to be Lawrence. Why? Yeah, Lawrence. man. Listen, he's going to be very stressed and mentally unstable, trying to fend <laughs> off Tim Tebow from taking his job this year. So I'm on the lookout for outbursts, man. Who knows what he's going to get into? 
Wow. I didn't know Trevor Lawrence was going to be one of the guys mentioned for this, but I'm, I'm all for it. Let's move to, uh, <laughs> let's move to the, uh, next one here. And that is going to be the jelly beans. I think everybody loves, uh, jelly beans for the most part, but especially the Harry Potter kind. I don't know if everybody here has had the Harry Potter kind, but those ones are better. The, the bean boozled game where like one of them is like, like pear. The other one and is, vomit. Yeah. yeah. Cooter, so, have you ever heard of uh, Super Friends? Sleeper Friends? <laughs> Super Friends. Super Friends? Yeah. I don't know. What's that? What is that? A video game? I don't know. No, oh, Brad, I don't. This is no relevance to what we're doing right now. But <laughs> okay. I'm down. Let's go down a rabbit hole. What is it? <laughs> this is a. Uh, hold on. I'll, I'll play the. Uh, there it is. That music do anything? I recognize you? that. Yeah, I know that sound. I there can't tell go. you why, but I know that sound. It was from a TV show in the 70s, and I played that sound like every once in a while, and everybody's like, no, I've never heard of it. And I was like, it's a, it's like the super superhero. Super, yeah, like... I dun, gotta dun, look that up. Dun, 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 dun. A lot of like TV shows sure. made spoofs oh, off yeah. of it. You know, Family Guy, American Dad. They all have like a Super Friends-themed episode. Yeah, that's old school. I do remember well, only, that. I'm looking it up the only right reason, now. The only reason I asked is because he brought up Harry Potter gum or Harry Potter jelly beans and I didn't know what he was talking about so oh, it reminded me of super friends yeah I I feel like a worse person that I haven't experienced so I'm gonna go get some today I mean no. they're terrible so don't worry you've oh, never okay. had them never oh they're, they're I've never even heard of them it's like vomit boogers yeah so, they have so a half, color oh, counterpart that yeah, so half movie, of them are, right yeah half of them are mm-hmm. good you'll get like popcorn or you'll get barf and they're the same color yeah. Hmm. So, it's just torture. I mean, that's all it is. Yeah, that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's that's the candy Russian roulette. It, it ties yeah. into, again, the, the jelly bean aspect of things. You never really know what you're going to get, especially if you get those types of candy. So, is that who's, a, that, again? who's that, that water? That is Forrest Gump box of chocolates, David. <laughs> well, we're using that analogy for jelly beans because I think it fits better anyway. So, <laughs> for jelly beans, the player you have no idea what you're getting from cooter who's that player for you so i'm going with somebody that like i feel like the whole community is split on and that's zeke because i feel like there's people that are like die hard he's coming back he's gonna be fine and there's other people that are like no polar and all these other guys and he's just not who he used to be so that's who i'm gonna go with is ezekiel elliott that's very true uh Especially with Dak, he looked really good. And then without Dak, he was like RB 30-something last year. I, I 100% agree. Uh, let's go to John next. John, who's the jelly bean? A.J. Green. You know, he could be A.J. Green or he could be last year's A.J. Green. So he could either be like the vomit flavor or he could be, <laughs> you know, something that's like a grape flavor, like a, like a nice purple grape flavor. Oh, A.J. Green, a purple jelly bean grape jelly bean or vomit jelly bean i think that fits pretty well doc what about you so it's got to be russell wilson he's as inconsistent with a comma as let russ you gotta be careful you're talking to a big russell wilson lover there. i mean i respect it though he's not consistent yeah I four love ga- him, but he's not four games over 30 fantasy points all within the first half of the schedule last year you feel good about starting him and he has six games under 20 so that is a huge variance yeah, I think this year could be the year, though, because it looks like with the addition of Dwayne Eskridge there, and uh, it seems like he was very unhappy. Just Maybe not in the fantasy playoffs. Russell Wilson always underperforms in the fantasy playoffs. 
We'll see what happens. Brad, finish this one out for us. Who's your Mr. Jelly Bean? I'm going uh, James Robinson for this one. You know, I, I didn't know what I was going to get from him last year, but this year they drafted another elite running back. So I don't know if ETN is going to be a wide receiver or in a timeshare with Robinson or both, but Robinson seems more risky this year than he was last year. All right, let's go to a very interesting candy, and that's the Atomic Fireball. That's the candy you would try to challenge yourself to see if you could eat one, but I don't think anybody really enjoys them. Cooter, the person that you think you have a hot take on this year for this player, who is your Atomic Fireball? So mine is a double whammy, and I don't know how hot this even is, but I don't think Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen are going to finish as a QB1. Oh, no! I love it. Who does that? I don't know. I don't have oh, that. Yeah, I was about to say. I, that just don't, I mean, like, question. has Patrick Mahomes ever finished as a QB one? He did uh, the year he had 50 touchdowns. Okay. So like, but you know what I mean? Like we're consistently saying he is and he it's did true. it once. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. He's amazing, but that's my, that's my hot take. That's a hot take. I like it. Bo, you I, know, I, you can always comment yours in there. I'm going to read it out when you put I, it I in can't, there. I can't. Cooter, you'll have to follow up with when you decide who your QB one is, because I think that is a hot Lamar take. Lamar Jackson. That's, okay. Yeah. Okay, I like it. I feel like, you know, Kyler Murray almost. There's a lot of candidates to be a QB1 this year. No, I, I like the Lamar call, though. I, I could definitely see it, especially he, he's the rushing is going to be there, and if he just bounces back passing at all, then the floor is already set. So I like that call. Brad, let's go to you next. Who is your hot – or I was going to say hot tamale. Who's your atomic fireball? <laughs> Two different yeah, candidates. man. So I just recently finished my running back rankings for fan tracks. And my hot take is that I have Saquon Barkley finishing the season as RB20 this year. So <laughs> they're, okay. they're going to they're gonna ease him into the offense. And when they ease him in, he'll be in a timeshare. And I think his breakaway runs are going to be fewer and far between, or more far between in his first season back. It normally takes two years to, to get healthy from an ACL tear. So I, I think Barkley's going to be, he's going to be a big bust for people that draft him, you know, where his consensus ADP is. Doc, I, I know that was your guy, so go ahead and pile on to that. <laughs> Brad, you would so I had Saquon as my RB11, and I was prepared to get crap for it, and you just one-upped me. I took a, yeah, it's like a deeper. Yeah. The, the torn ACL, he had 19 carries for 34 to begin the year. People forget the year before that, he had a high ankle sprain in the same leg, and he said yep. it was as difficult mentally to overcome as it was physically. That high ankle sprain kept him out like three or four games, the torn ACL was 13. This is a 17-game season. They view him as the centerpiece for the franchise. So I think the worst thing to do would be to rush him in. I think this is kind of a make-or-break it year for Daniel Jones. I think it's going to kind of be like the Josh Allen, the NFC, where they have him throw the ball a lot. They got him Kenny Galladay. He has a good wide receiver core. They know what they're going to get from Saquon when he's healthy. I think they want to see what they have in Daniel Jones. Yeah, I think one of the things that scares me a little bit is I saw Stefania Bell tweet out about that she's concerned. And she obviously does the injury stuff for a living. So when someone let respected says something like that, that gives me a little bit of a pause. Especially the, the offensive line is also a little bit shaky. But, uh, well, that'll be interesting. Those are some hot calls as well. John, what's yours? I got, and I did it last year, but you got to stick to your guns. He said, this is a stick to your guns. Henry Ruggs is going to be a top 25 wide receiver. He had a 12 pounds of muscle and he's oh, yeah. still running the same speed. They did that stupid, like, I forget it was Bleacher Report or something where like Michael Hardman, him, they all raced each other. Like Michael Phelps raced a shark like separately, but he still had a good time in that. He added 12 pounds of muscle. 
he's he's ready to be wide receiver one on the Raiders. Now, don't you always give don't you always give me problems when I always talk about workout guys and you say, David, you can't base guys off of how they look and they work out. No, right? no David, you see a guy do a ladder drill and say, like, look how agile he is. I'm like, <laughs> this guy gained 12 pounds. It's very different. Can I play devil's advocate real quickly? Yeah. Uh oh. He gained uh -oh. 12 pounds and he's not any faster. No, like, that's what, good. That's good. You don't want to lose speed when you gain weight. But what if those muscles were in his leg? Shouldn't they push him, give him a little more oomph? You know? Wow. She's got a point. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just being stupid. The, the but I mean, like, shouldn't he be a little faster? He's working out more. He's gaining muscle. <laughs> I, it's true. I mean, extra muscles in those legs. I mean, we are fantasy football. Twitter's all about those legs now. Maybe, uh, maybe the mass isn't in his legs because he's not putting them on Twitter. Who knows? He skips leg know. day. Could be. Let's move to the last. We got three more. We got the Hershey's Kiss. This one was a credit to Brad who came up with, or no, this was, was this John or Brad that came up with this one? I didn't come up with any. It was John. It was, wanna, it was John who, who ducks in the moment this one comes up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Hershey Kiss. There we go. Everybody but I am that Hershey kiss. kiss of this show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you are. A little, you little are handsome brown droplet. Uh, the player that you draft that you think is the most handsome. I used the word just for you, Brad. Uh, Thank you, sir. Cooter, who is the player you're drafting the most handsome? I'm glad that I was able to say Russell Wilson. I mean, right? Secondary to him, we can go Josh Allen, but it's going to be Russell Wilson. I feel like Josh Allen's like the 1.01 for the the ladies of fantasy football Twitter. Is it? Isn't it him? Yeah, I think it's more of a joke. But <laughs> you know, like Josh Allen is daddy thing. It's it's fun. But I mean, for me, it's Russell Wilson. Josh oh, Allen looks like Shrek when he turned into a person and like Shrek <laughs> number two. Oh my gosh. The disrespect. <laughs> oh my goodness, John. John coming out hot. Um John, who is your pick for uh the, this was your this was your brainchild, the Hershey Kiss idea. So you can <laughs> chime well, in here. I'm not gonna draft him, but I can't I can't hear too many arguments about Jimmy Garoppolo out there out west. That's a good one. What about any love for him? Nah. <laughs> Look at those cheeks. That definitely looks photoshopped. I'm uncomfortable. It really does. <laughs> that was trending around for a while. I remember that. I was like, that's not even real. But uh, you've got to you've got to hang up and then you're in your room. <laughs> Look at it before you go to sleep. Yeah, Jeff Jeff Driscoll's packing. It looks like uh, he's got those good. Kardashian implants. There you go. Packing a wagon. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to uh let's go to brad who's yours all right dave you're gonna like this one um so i'm gonna go with harrison bucker i mean the dude looks like captain america i don't know if you can pull up a picture of him but i think he's gonna be the first kicker off the board and have a great season jawline's incredible again he looks like captain america he should be cast as him for the next marvel movie that's my pick Jordan, we're talking about the most handsome player that you're going to draft. So if you want to chime in with somebody, go ahead. I'll put it up on the screen. Uh, go ahead, Doc. Finish this one out. Oh, man. Well, I'm sticking with the Chiefs, and it's Travis Kelsey. I mean, good-looking no, guy. I, in that category. I don't know, man. He has his own reality show, Catching Kelsey. I mean, the personality is good as well, which makes him even more attractive. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I get I mean, didn't they break up, like, right after the show ended? Him and the girl that he got. You're the Chiefs fan. You should the, know. Kuda's the TMZ on this show. I don't know. Any of this. Earlier, I spent 
three minutes fumbling about Aaron Rodgers' life. Yeah, I, don't know. I was gonna say gonna... you broke you broke the Aaron Rodgers news. <laughs> um, Panthers. Oh yeah, um, Joey, Joey Sly. Sly. Oh, Joey he's Sly is he's, he's got yeah. muscle. I, I feel I don't know. I haven't seen his face, but um, yeah, we gotta decorate our walls, Eric. We're we're very plain around. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm moving out in a week. I'm not decorating. <laughs> there, that's fair. I'm, well, no I'm a minimalist. Um, let's move to our Godiva. Which, I'm sorry if I'm going to offend any Godiva fans out there, but I I think it's kind of one of the most overrated stuff out there. Because chocolate is good, but I could buy a bag of Hershey Kisses for $3, and this box of Godiva will cost me $30. There goes our Godiva sponsorship. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's right, no free ads. But, um, (laughs) oh yeah, got to throw in Danny Amendola. Julian Edelman in that category, too, for the Hershey Kiss. So the Godiva is a player that's too rich for their ADP or whatever site you wanted to use for it. Cause obviously I know ADP is different for whatever site. Cooter, who's too rich for your blood here? I think we kind of already said this earlier, but Joe Mixon. And it's also cause mm-hmm. I just don't want to draft him anywhere. So it doesn't matter where he is. It's too rich, but can't do it. And he's getting pumped up draft boards just because with now Bernard gone, no real competition for backup yeah. carries. They're going to use him in the passing game. So I, I can see that. I mean, again, his ADP, it's I've seen pretty much like as high as the second round in some drafts taken him. So mm-hmm. uh, can't disagree there. Let's go to Doc. Who's your uh, Godiva? So for me, it's DeAndre Swift. He's going to play in a bad offense. They downgraded a quarterback. They lost both their top wide receiver weapons. He also has a concussion history. I think that's something that people don't really think about too much. We've seen a lot of people retire from the NFL early due to numerous concussions. They have Jamal Williams, who's guaranteed to vulture some games. And uh, and everybody was freaking out when they're bringing in Todd Gurley. So I just don't think he's going to have that every down role consistently like everybody thinks. Hey, Anthony Swift. Uh, <laughs> Anthony, um, Lynn. Anthony Lynn, thank you combining names here. Anthony Lynn said today that they're going to give carries to whoever's hot. So it's not exactly an endorsement Nightmare. for DeAndre Swift. He didn't say it's Swift's job and then everything else. He just basically left us with nothing. So I could see that. Brad, who is your Mr. Godiva? For me, it's Antonio Gibson. Um, I really like the dude. That's my hometown team. But I think he's got a lingering turf toe injury that he didn't get surgery on. And I think they'll use him in a similar capacity as last year since J.D. McKissick is still on the roster to eat his catches. And the rookie J.R. Patterson is my sneaky dark horse <laughs> to get a, a bunch of a bunch of touches this year. So I'm probably going to stay away from Antonio Gibson. I wasn't going to post. <laughs> Let's go to the gummy bear. I think they they call it the Whittle Gummy Bear. Isn't that like a, where, I don't know where that's from. But you got to find a new it. brother, David. I, I'm officially divorcing you as my brother who's, after that who's comment. Who's your Whittle Gummy Bear? AKA the player you want to have by your side as much as you can in your All life. right. Okay. Gosh. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed to know you. But I, I when I that was the one I thought of, and I just that was the voice I had to read it in. So Cooter, I won't do it again, but who's your gummy bear? I mean, I already talked about him once, but Waller. Like I I want Waller wherever I can get him. I like him this year. Is he two? You're tied in two behind Kelsey? He's close, man. He's close. Like, depending on what the scoring is, he could be my TE1. Ooh. It just depends. Well, I know the 
John's not going to talk, but the Raiders fan, John, agrees with that for sure. Brad, who's your gummy bear? All right, my the player I want the most exposure to is Tim Tebow, man. He's my little gummy bear. <laughs> He's going to have the Taysom Hill role, which is goal line touches and plays while being listed at TE. You're going to be able to draft him with like the last pick of the draft probably. And TE rankings are so shallow. So, if you know, if you have a few good games and he can sneak into TE 10, he looks like a great pick. So I'm dying on that hill. I'm taking Tim Tebow. <laughs> Tim Tebow mentioned on every show now. I, I'm, I'm coming for Jake Trowbridge. That's my next goal. Starting with the Billy Madison voice. Um, <laughs> go ahead, Doc. Who's your gummy bear? So for me, it's Jonathan Taylor. He has a good O-line. He now has a more mobile quarterback. I know I've seen a couple people have him as uh, their number one running back. He had 741 yards in the last six games of the regular season last year. I do think that the Colts could be a dark horse to win the AFC, so I think they give him a full workload this year. All right, fair enough. That was some great – I'm hungry for some candy, but that was an absolutely great discussion on players and their candy comparisons. Let's move into the second-to-last part of the show, and that's going to be the question of the week. I'd like to set the vibe here nice. Little, uh, little sexy stacks here. Here we go. All right. So our question of the week is sponsored by Monkey Night Fight. Triple Play is now an official fit to Monkey Night Fight, the fastest-growing sports betting site in the United States. Use promo code Triple Play and get up to $50 of your deposit matched when you become a new user and use that code. And if you're looking to win some cash, make sure you follow the Triple Play Monkey Night Fight shows each week to give you a 10 to 15 minute look of the gaming landscape with their locks to help you win big. All right. Our question this week, which NFL player or coach, and you cannot use Cliff, uh, Cliff's Kingsbury, you think has the nicest house? So I just want to interject through my host of uh, IT issues, Eric. I really don't understand the thought process on this question. Was I like Googling? Was I going to Zillow? Was I looking at old MTV Cribs episodes? <laughs> whatever, whatever you want. You know, it could just be speculation. Uh, when we did this for our baseball, we had a guy that was in real estate that actually had saw some players' houses. So, you know, this is just kind of uh, interpreted however you want. He said you need to be a realtor to see it because he was able to look up on Zillow <laughs> their houses. So, Cooter, if... I didn't expect you to look up on Zillow what their houses yeah. were, but <laughs> I actually flipped this and I don't know who has the nicest house, but I can tell you who I think has the worst and that's Bill Belichick. And only because <laughs> I feel like, have you seen the shit that he wears? Like, I feel like he doesn't give a damn how good things look. He's like, I'm a baller. I'm winning. I don't like, he's probably just living in a nice house. that's decent day to day, you know? Yeah, with how much attention he pays, he probably has like papers everywhere. I think they yeah. showed his his draft uh, when or when it was the pandemic, and they showed his his house during the draft. I don't remember it being anything fancy. It looks like an average kitchen and living room. That's yeah. what I feel like he would have. Like if you see the, I don't know, doesn't he have like the torn off sleeves and stuff mm-hmm. sometimes? Like he's just his, a regular dude who's also winning Super Bowls. His walls are probably blank, just like ours. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Doc, who's who do you pick for this category? So for me, it's Sam Bradford. I feel like Sam Bradford is that quarterback that got a bunch of good contracts and is like, you know what? I don't have much to show for accolades in the NFL. I've made a lot of money, and I'm just going to ball out and have a nice house. He seems like a very simple man, and I can't hate on that. Brad, who did you pick for the nicest house? 
I'm with John. I had absolutely no idea what to go with here. I'm going to say um, Alfred Morris, because I think he's like still driving his car from high school. So I imagine like he just put all the money he's ever made into his, a nice house. So I'm going to go Alfred Morris. You know what? I just changed my mind. Now that I figure out what you guys are answering, how you're answering, I think Antonio Brown would probably have the nicest. Ah, yeah. He seem like he has maybe made... Um, I don't know how to say this nicely. He he's going off of what he feels, right? If he wants this one day, he's gonna get it. I think that's what he's living like. Ah, that's a good point. A I do a superstar, you know. I do think Antonio Brown will be broke in like ten to fifteen years. He seems like that athlete that uses all of his money right away. Hey, but for now, at least he's gonna have the nicest <laughs> yeah. house. I was definitely a less diplomatic answer than Cooter. <laughs> John, did you have one that you thought um, of or no? And this was just for the amenities. Um, because Patrick Mahomes lives rent free in my head, and <laughs> any gimmicky touchdown just like makes my blood boil. So I think I think he has the best house. Does anybody think Aaron Rodgers might have the nicest house? Oh yeah, I could see that. I feel like he's a man of expensive tastes. Like nice, like a wine cellar. Uh, probably has like sh- really nice chandeliers and uh, col- yeah, he probably what? is. No like family photos on the wall. Car. Like a uh, like closet, you know, those walk-in cigar humidor rooms mm-hmm. probably has something fancy, yeah. I, I think I feel like Aaron Rodgers has the Billy Madison list. Is that the movie where the guy has like the the list of all the people he hates? I feel like Aaron Rodgers just killed, but yeah, yeah. Like he hangs pictures of people like, oh, he passed on me in the draft. Like those are the those are the pictures he has hanging up on his house. There you go. I don't think that has any relevance to what we're doing, but <laughs> there. Let's. Let's move into the last segment of the night, and that's going to be our game of the week. All right. I'm nervous. <laughs> what did you say? I'm nervous. I'm nervous. This is the are only you? thing where it just says surprise. I, don't know, I know. The games are always, we don't know them either. The person who comes up with the game that week's the only one who knows. So that's Doc. Um, oh. Don't worry. I always do pretty bad at these, so there's no pressure. Doc, what are we playing this week? going to be the most convoluted game of all time. (laughs) So when we talk about candy, you get a sugar high if you have a lot. But this game is going to be the career high game. So I have nine players here, and you have to guess their career high in fantasy points for a game. This is PPR scoring and decimal included. So whoever gets the closest gets the point. If you get the exact number, you get two points. So, for example, if I said like... Oh, we got Aaron, you. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> All right. The first well, David, one's got to be Danny Woodhead when he beat you in the, in the championship. No, right? no. And it's not Jalen Hurts either because I've said that too many times. Okay. So, so we're starting with David, and it's Lamar Jackson. It was that game against the Dolphins, I think. Uh <laughs> I'm going to go. He had 48.7. Jordan, we're saving the Twitter follower game until you come back on the show. All right, John. 40 and a half. Cooter. Um, I don't know. So this is for a single game? Yeah, his highest for a single game. Oh, God. 43? All right. And Brad. I'm going to go 50.2. Jordan's playing too, so Jordan's an honorary uh, guest for this game too. Okay, so John gets the point. It's actually 37.1, which was against the Dolphins. Wow. Oh, wow. That seems low. 
Yep. It was Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has a higher career high than him. So one point for John. All right. The next one is Mr. Patrick Mahomes. And we're starting with John. Oh, God, probably infinite because he just has to toss <laughs> it to Tyreek Hill on the one-yard line for a touchdown. But um, I'm going to go 40, 42 and a half. Okay. Cooter? I feel like my answers are getting messed up because I'm hearing your answers. So I'm just going to go with what my gut was telling me, which was 39. Okay. I don't want to change it. Red? I'm going to go 42.1. Price, Price is writing me like that. Come on. Um, Cooter actually had a round where I was thinking, but I'll go a little lower. I'll go 37. The correct answer is 40, which he had against the Ravens on that Monday night football game. So Jalen Hurts is better than him, too. Damn. Uh, no, Jalen Hurts is slightly worse. Jalen Hurts' career high is 37.8. So I'll I never I forget that. Jordan gets that one. He's the 39.7. After. Right, well, he, gets, he gets the honorary point, but Cooter gets it for this game. Okay. For this crew. So, so the I next stick with my gut. Okay. The next <laughs> one, we're starting with Cooter, and it's Christian McCaffrey. Remember, this is PPR scoring. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Um, oh, I hate this so much. 44 and a half. Okay. Brad? 46.3. John? He's <laughs> 46.1. 46.1. Okay. And Look at me David. reading the lips out here. Um, Jordan said 48. I think it's in the 50s. I think there was one game that he had just an insane amount with catching, too. I'm going to say he had 52. The correct answer is 47.7. So Brad gets oh, yeah. it. So everybody's Jordan, on the, the other way. So everybody's Jordan, I'm on. counting for you. You got two right now, too. So everybody's on the board, but David. We go to the fourth one. <laughs> and Brad, you're starting out. It's Derrick Henry. I'm going to go 39.8. Okay. David? 41.5. John? 47.7. Okay. And Cooter? I don't know if this was said yet. I'm so confused because I'm trying not to listen. 42? Was that said? No, it wasn't. John, you were 0.1 off. It was 47.8. That that Thursday night game against the Jags where he had that uh, 90-something yard You should get two points for that. Yeah, that's incredible. And, Damn. I know uh, he he was point one off, but he only gets one point. No, Jordan, I think that, was that the game, Eric, the one that Jordan said. Yeah, the the Jags on the Thursday night game. Yeah. All right, so John has two, Cooter has one, Brad has one, a big old goose egg for David and David. I we're told starting you I'm bad at, at these games. <laughs> we're starting out, and it's another David, but it's David Johnson. Mm. Is it me? Yep. I'm starting. You are. All right. It was one the it was one of those games with the Cardinals, obviously. Um I'm gonna go thirty six point four. Okay. John. Uh thirty seven point seven. Cooter? I was gonna go thirty five. Okay. And Brad. I'm gonna go thirty seven point four. Well, John was closest. His career high is forty four point nine. Oh, damn. That's way higher than I thought. Yeah, I did not think yeah. he was going to be. No, he, remember that 2,000-yard season he had with the Cardinals? The oh, yeah. 1,000 rushing, 1,000 receiving. 
Hit a 44.9 in, I think, week 15 of the playoffs. Jordan, you started so, out hot, and now you're like me. We're <laughs> way off. All right. So the next one, and John, we're beginning with you. It's Michael Thomas. Slant God had to at least get 39. Okay. Cooter? I'm going to go like 43. Okay. Brad? I'm going to go 32. And David? 37 was the one that stuck out to me. All right. Well, Cooter gets the point. It's 41.2. I mean, he drew Brees and leaned on him. That's what I'm saying. PPR two. Yeah. I mean, he had 149 catches in the season figure. He has, you know, 14. I think he had 16 catches that game where he had 42.1. But yeah, Jordan's right there. Um, let's do this last one, and then we'll. This will be the last one. All right. Well, if Cooter gets this, she ties. And uh, if John gets this, or if anybody else gets this, they win. And we're actually for gonna... you, David. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna begin with Cooter on this one. And I did this one just for John. Robert Woods. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, man. Mm, 34. Okay. Brad? 31. David? I'm going back to the 37 well. 32. Okay. All right. Well, David gets on the board to end the game. It's 37.1. Oh. Yes! was point. Wow. David was point one away. Oh man, I would like to thank everybody for allowing me to get one point so I didn't get completely <laughs> shut out. <laughs> uh, but with that being said, John, you are our winner. So I will give you the no, you don't get the one for Eric's the only one who gets the one person. I like the one man cheer though. You get the now crowd you, applause. Now you can't have that one person cheer. And I want to give Cooter Cooter the crowd applause as well for coming on the show. We absolutely appreciate your time. Uh, again, you are an amazing follow, and uh, we really just enjoyed having that presence that you bring on the show with us tonight. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Is there anything before you get out of here you want to plug to the audience, let them know where you can find you on Twitter, all that good stuff? Uh, Twitter is Cooter Doodle and YouTube, Cooter Doodle. And if you want to sign up for Weenus Together, we haven't picked teams yet, so you can do that too at weenustogether.com. And Petite Pods. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Petite Pods, yeah. Shout out. The petite pods are great. I love watching those. Uh, make sure you guys keep tuning in. Next week, we're going back to the division previews. We're doing the AFC East with Jeff Bell, for whom the bell toll, J Bell tolls. So that's going to be a fun show. Until then, everyone, be safe out there. Go draft a best ball, and we're going to make like a bread truck and haul these buns. We're going to catch you guys next week. <laughs>